I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Daniels Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And I'm back, the voice that makes you moist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm with it now. I'm down. Yeah. Let's do nice. this. It took, what, four nice. episodes? Yep, I've fully absorbed it. It's, it's, here we are. All right. And boys, we have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, there's, I know there's one thing every Alenios listener loves, and it's when we talk about Star Wars. <laughs> But, and I, I know they love it so much, they almost don't want it sometimes. <laughs> but we have some Star Wars news we gotta attend to real quick. Okay. First of all, new trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine got released. Or a teaser, whatever you want to call it. It looked cool, right? I remember when teasers were like 30 seconds long. This was like a full yeah. trailer. That's why I don't understand what teaser even means. Does teaser mean less than the length of the movie? Is that what it <laughs> means now? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I feel like teaser is, oh, this might be in the movie. It probably yeah. won't, though. <laughs> Marcus, have you seen the trailer? I haven't. Do you care? I mean, kind of, but not really. Okay. If you cared, because you would watch it already. What are you talking exactly. about? You had days. That's true. It's like one of the most watched videos on YouTube. <laughs> my brain was like, I should watch the trailer. And then my brain was like, nah, do, do something else. Well, the, the reason I bring this up, we don't have to sit here and dissect the trailer like I would love to, but... Um, the one thing I want to get to is at the very end of the trailer, sorry Marcus, I gotta spoil this for you, we hear the Emperor Palpatine laugh, because he's back, but he's back, baby. Yep. But, because of, and this is the only thing I want to point out, because of this, I actually decided to look up the Emperor, because I realized something. I've never known Emperor Palpatine's first name. Oh, come on. I've never, I've watched the Star Wars movies so many times, and I've never once picked up on his first name. Are you telling me his first name isn't Senator? Marcus, do you know what his first name is? I I, I don't. I thought his name was Senator. His name is Sheev. Sheev? Sheev Palpatine. Oh, okay. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I've I've never, that's like, I I just didn't never, because in the comment section of the movie, like on YouTube, people just kept saying Sheev in all caps, and I was like, is this some weird thing I don't know about? And it, I mean, technically it was a weird thing that I didn't know about. Um, but yeah, new Star Wars trailer. Um, I learned something new. This is the only thing I learned last week was the Emperor's name. So I thought they're desperate to bring him back. The Emperor got to get that. Got to get the fans back in the seats. How how do we do it? What's our what's our big? What's our angle? What's our buzz? Oh, I know. Bring back the Emperor. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that. I mean, from all logical standpoints, they're technically desperate because. While The Last Jedi still made a lot of money and actually got very good reviews from critics, it was considered a failure among, uh, uh, I'd say, vocal minority of fans. People, um, people who suck, basically. Yeah, and so may- maybe this is kind of a grab, but I kind of, I mean, I don't know, I do, if I'm going with what they've, the, the studio people said, they said they've had this in the works for a while and they've wanted to set it up, so I don't know. I'm not going to say anybody's right or wrong, but I'm excited nonetheless. Well, I mean, you know, Solo is what really did them in, in my opinion. They put, they put the yeah. brakes on everything after Solo didn't. I mean, Solo did incredibly well, but it wasn't mega incredibly well, you know? Yeah. That movie was horse shit, though, so... It was pretty fucking bad. Did, did you see that Marcus? That? Marcus. Yeah, Mark. Did you see Solo? Um, no, I did not see Solo. Okay. <laughs> you know what? It's on Netflix. Don't watch I it. Heard, I heard terrible things about it. I... Didn't care, but our boy Donald Glover was in there. Yeah, he was, and he was easily the best part of any time he was on screen. True. So, very true. Uh, 
but I also, would love to see a Lando movie just with him. Oh hell yeah! Fucking he has all he has all those goofy ass books from the EU that he's like reciting in the movie <coughs> solo. Do that! I'd love to see some of that shit, dude. Yeah. Great. But also, I just got a note. This is the worst subtitle for any Star Wars movie ever. Yeah, I do, and it's I take umbrage. I take massive umbrage with the title of this movie. And I feel like I feel like the title of the movie is more a try to get the fans back thing than the whole Emperor thing is. Because I feel like they're like, all right, guys, we're putting Skywalker in the name. We want you guys back. We we're really really trying to play with your nostalgia at this point. We used the Force in the first one. We used Jedi in the next one. This time we're getting right to the point we're using Skywalker. Um, I don't. I don't love it. It could definitely be worse. And as long as they don't make the movie do some dumb stuff with Ray's background, I'll be fine with the title. I won't be happy about it, but I'll be fine with it. I mean, yeah, but didn't they like just resolve Ray's background in the last movie? Yes, but they are, so I'm hoping they don't. I hope they keep what they did because it was the best part of the Last Jedi. Was that that Rey is just a nothing nobody out in the universe who you know got to where she is now because the Force is magic and that's how the Force should always be. Um, but there is there is an idea that maybe because of the backlash against Last Jedi, they're gonna backtrack on that and say, oh, Kylo was lying and she actually is a Skywalker, um, which I hope they don't do. The other idea is that. Um, Ray, out of respect for Luke, who basically gave his life to save her and a bunch of people, uh, she's going to take his last name as her own um, to honor him. If they use, I'll be much happier with that rather than the backtrack. Yeah, Marcus, did you see the subtitles of the movie? No, I have not. You want to tell him stuff? Is it is it Rise of Skywalker or Return? I don't even know. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I got a twist. Mm-hmm. Okay. The black guy's a Skywalker. God damn. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. I do not see it coming, Seth. <laughs> you never do. You never what if do. he's actually, what if Finn is actually a clone of Luke Skywalker? But he, but they uh, but, but something went wrong. Oh, okay. Something went wrong. Well, well, wait, don't wrong. say wrong. <laughs> wait, you're right. Sorry. Um, they were free balling it out here, and they decided you know what? <laughs> snug yourself into a hole. No, no, we need, we need a fresh new take on Luke Skywalker. What can we do? What can we do? That's true. They added an extra chemical to the concoction. <laughs> Melanin. So, I think it's more complicated than that, but all right. Um. Uh, but yeah, that that would actually be. I, I would accept that. Sure, we have we have Finn be a Skywalker. Yeah. I'm down for this. A Skywalker yep. who can't do any magic stuff. All right, listeners. That was Star Wars Corner. Um, it's done. It's dead. It's it's done for now. For the next probably fifteen minutes before I bring it back up. <laughs> but now, folks, I want to talk about the biggest uh, news story of our current moment, which is that Notre Dame burned the fuck <coughs> down. <coughs> you seen this, Marcus? Yeah, I did see that actually. Now, as an and artist, what are your crazy. thoughts on this? Um. The, <laughs> It's, I'm shocked. Like, it's crazy. Like, is this just like an accidental fire, or did someone like burn that junk down? Apparently, it was stemming from some recent construction they were doing. So I guess maybe somebody just fucked up really bad and burned down some 13th century architecture. I mean that that does suck, but you know I'm not gonna lose any sleep over it. That's true because I mean, hey, it's awful that it happened. I would I wouldn't wish it on my most favorite building in the world or even my least favorite building in the world but at the end of the day i don't care about architecture that much um now i'm gonna go ahead and say that the building is fucking canceled because it had a sculpture on the front side which depicts the jews being defeated by the catholics so uh notre dame you're fucking canceled dude get out of here oh wow yeah Okay, now I now I can really say what I want to say, which is I just don't give a shit. <laughs> People are losing their minds online about this though. They're at like yeah, it's nine eleven too. I know, and I'm just like, I mean, yeah, it's like it's not a good thing, but like, does it really affect you? It's a, across a fucking ocean, my dude. I was like, yeah, I'm weeping because of this, and I'm like. All right, calm the fuck down. You're American, yeah. first of all. Before today, how often did that person honestly think about Notre Dame? Oh my god, dude! 
Oh, did you see that the, the New York City Police Department Counterterrorism Unit? So they are closely monitoring this fire. Thank. Oh, my lord, thank you. Wait. <laughs> the, why? If there's one thing that has always been successful, it's the New York City Anti Terrorism oh. Group. They're monitoring it, Marcus, because they th- they thought this, this was a terror event that some you know radical Muslims set Notre Dame on fire, and they might burn down one of our famous buildings, like the uh, uh, like the McDonald's sh- down the street. <laughs> I mean, what is New York? I mean, New York is only like 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 a hundred and fifty years old or some shit, right? So like, what do they have to even compare to, to Notre Dame? The um, Brooklyn Bridge, Statue of Liberty, I'd say is probably. Please. Wait, guys, yeah. that also came from France. <gasps> oh, man, it's gone. <laughs> Lady Liberty's next. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, it's like, I saw it, and, yeah, it sucks to lose all those, like, cool-looking stained glass windows and shit, but, I mean, it's not the first time we had to rebuild the damn thing, so they'll just do it again. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day, like, I, mean, I don't know. I think, there, I think there are some really cool-looking buildings out there, but I just can't get hard for architecture. Really? I'm just like, buildings can be squares. <laughs> well, Seth... Like, if they're functional. Well, Seth, that sounds like you'd be, a, you'd be... You'd love brutalism, then. If... If... Anybody who listens has ever been to an O'Reilly Auto Parts, they have that shit figured out. <laughs> Every building is just a fucking square. Everything fits inside that square, and everything works. Marcus, did you study much architecture? Oddly enough, I kind of did. How <laughs> many how many buildings have you made? I have made zero oh. actual buildings. So, yeah, sorry. How I'm many snacking. fictional buildings have you made? Uh, probably like 5. Wow. It's kind of I was expecting a little bit more. But okay. I mean, sorry, but they're mostly destroyed. They're they're just like in my background scenery of ideas. But yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, Marcus, you know what brutalism is then, right? You're going to have to refresh my memory. It's... Brutalism is like big, boxy, concrete squares and just like big, tall, imposing square and like diamond-shaped buildings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know this I isn't the that. best analogy since it's kind of... The interior architecture is uh, pretty ornate, but uh, some of the buildings in the, the great city planet of Coruscant... <laughs> Are uh, oh kind of what I'm thinking. Fucking god! Some of them are just like squares. <laughs> they have they have some rounded edges. Wait, which I'm okay. Not a big fan of, but this is like this is Star Wars revisionism. <laughs> Coruscant <laughs> is all rounded Art Deco looking ass buildings. Get out of here! They're not boxes yeah. and squares. Come on. There's some dude. buildings. Like I, I was just watching Phantom Menace today, obviously. Uh-huh. And I can't remember what building it is in Coruscant. It's like one of the bigger buildings there, but it's basically like a square that has like the rounded corners and like like inside of it there's all the other buildings are like other squares and i was like yes this would work <laughs> this is what we need so you, then you go inside are, you literally are that that, that socialist people, people are scared of who's like wants to create nothing but drab gray square buildings forever no i mean <laughs> hey what i'm saying is if somebody want i'm glad there's architecture like pe- if people want to go out there and build these cool buildings i like looking at them but mm-hmm. i'm just saying like if if I if I was going to a place and the building was just the square and everything fit inside of it, I'll be like, okay, I can deal with this. <laughs> Marcus, as an artist, what are your thoughts on on what Seth just said? I mean, oh, for now, anytime of... we ask Marcus a question, can we say as an artist? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. It'll make me feel good inside. <laughs> Professor of artology, Marcus, yeah, here, but um. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, because, like, that's how I feel about cars. Like, it's mm. a box, it's got my wheels on it. Yeah, as long as you yeah, get point A to point B, who cares? Exactly. It, it, it's all, it, uh, it fulfills its purpose, and you know what? If I want to put a little art splash on the side, I'll, yeah, like, I I'll might like do a nice that one day. flame? No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> like a wizard poking a huge doobie riding a white dragon across a, a planet of black diamonds yeah I know what you're talking I mean, about that, that's better that's way better that actually it's kind of cool <laughs> oh man but okay so okay so here's the thing I I like brutalism brutalism is great I love big boxy imposing structures put a little you know put a little greenery on there put a little fucking like tree or some vines or some shit you know that's, that's cool I'm, I'm down with that 
But I'm, I'm always going to be a fan of, like, Art Deco. Like, golden sunbursts and rounded off, you know, uh, edges and, like, uh, smooth sort of, like, uh, uh, everything's all, like, chrome and, uh, and, like, shiny. That's always pretty cool, in my opinion. So you also kind of like Coruscant. Yeah, Coruscant's great. I love Coruscant. Naboo is even better, in my opinion, especially in, like, their Starfighters, which are, like, 100%, like, Buck yeah. Rogers bullshit. Isn't, isn't Naboo, like, beautiful? It is. People just shit on those movies. They don't even take, don't even pay attention to, like, how beautiful some of the scenery is. Mm. Very underappreciated. What, what planet were, were all the Ewoks on? Indoor. 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 Yeah, you gotta admire those uh those trees, man. They're yeah. freaking beautiful. It's funny how the planet's name is Indoor. We spend all our times outside. <laughs> Go home. Okay, here's what I, here's here's something I'm curious about. In the movie, <laughs> in the movie, they say yeah. that it is the forest moon of Indoor. Now, yes. is the moon called Indoor, or is it the forested moon of the gas giant Indoor? Yes, we. Me, I think me and you talked with us off mic before, and I don't think we got anywhere with it. We really didn't. It's very hard <laughs> I mean, to tell. That it doesn't means. make sense to be like, "Oh, we're going to Endor." Oh, not not Endor, the moon of Endor. Like, it's got to have at least like another moon, right? That's that's how yeah. you do in sci-fi, right? There's more than one. There's more than one moon. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, this so. is kind of where we get to the point of. It's like people. You could have your extended universe and your fun all you want, but at the end of the day. Star Wars is dumb, and some of it makes no sense. Look, and that's kind of what we get down to. I'm just saying, the wreckage of the Death Star two would have killed all the Ewoks when it fell onto their planet. I'm just saying. Oh, of course, <laughs> those fuckers are all dead. They are extinct. But that's not that's not what it's about. It's just a fantasy, you know. True. It, true. It happens. It's over. We don't have we don't have to know all the details. If you want to, that's fine. But you you, you, you can't you can't you can go a little too far with it. I'd say. I agree. I agree. Is this another Star Wars episode? Nope, it is not. We're moving on. Oh, okay. Well, we can make it one because I just finished watching the trailer. <laughs> you watched it while we were talking? What are you doing? I'm sorry. I felt like I was missing out. And I was like, oh, okay. Let's look at it. Okay. Turn off the ring too, you fucking imbecile. All right. You no. get five words to review it and then no more Star Wars talk for the next five minutes. Wait, me? Yeah. Yeah, five words. Oh god. Um excited kind of three <laughs> Death Star? Okay. I don't know if that's one or two, but I'll take it as two. <laughs> okay. It is two words in the in when it's written. So out. excited kind of Death Star. Alright. I want to talk about Julian Assange. Please. Please. I assume that we're all at least basically familiar with who Julian Assange is. Um. Yes, he's one of Beyonce's siblings. Nope. That's Solange. You. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong right. with you? You're right. Julian Assange. Yes, I know who Julian Assange is. He's the WikiLeaks guy. Yeah, he ran WikiLeaks. He uh, has spent, I mean, what like the past like eight or something years in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Uh, because uh, America wanted to arrest him for leaking, you know, classified military documents that were about our war crimes we were committing, basically. Yeah. Well, recently the London police rolled up in there, grabbed his ass out of the embassy, and arrested him uh, with with the, apparently the goal of, of extraditing him back to America. Um, mm-hmm. Is that legal? Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, he had asylum in the embassy. The Ecuadorian uh, government granted him asylum in, in the embassy. Uh, now, the original reason people forget about that he was going to be uh, arrested in London was because he extradited back to um, where the fuck he came from, Sweden or Australia or some bullshit, uh, because he raped some people. Like, he's a rapist. And yeah. he was accused of rape. And they were going to send him back for that. And then uh, the whole, like, WikiLeaks thing happened, and he became, like, a fucking uh, political asylum type of dude. And as part of... Dude, he has been the absolute worst kind of fucking uh, roommate to have, by the way. Because he can't (laughs) shower. Because he's he's confined to, like, a single, like, 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 I don't know what you can call it. Like a, a cooling off room or whatever. And he he was like skateboarding through the through the room. He had a cat that just shit everywhere. He never took care of. 
He was a terrible. He was a terrible person to have in your embassy, right? Um, yeah. But here's the thing. He uh, he got snatched out of here. Y'all need to look at the video or the fucking the footage of it or the pictures. He looks like Geralt from fucking Witcher, dude. He's like white hair, big white, long, stringy white beard. <laughs> He's just struggling against the cops. Intense cat eyes, yeah. My man is not looking good coming out of his embassy. Um, he seemed to have no idea what was happening. So a lot of people uh, have opinions on Julian Assange being arrested, which most people are like, yeah, fuck this dude. I mean, fuck, fuck Julian Assange. He fucking sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he went, is not cool. I mean, he went right wing after a certain point, right? And he helped. Yeah. He was he was uh, helping Trump and all that kind of stuff get elected and shit like that, which is hilarious because Trump's now the one that's gonna arrest him and probably sentence him to death for this kind of shit. Um, but the thing is, I, I here's my nuanced opinion uh, on Julian okay. Assange. Julian Assange should be arrested and extradited back to his country of origin where he did the rapes and put on trial for the rapes. And probably go to jail for raping people. Alright. But he should not be sent to America because he blew the whistle on our war crimes in the Middle East and probably faced a death penalty. I am for Julian Assange being arrested for sexual assault and rape. I am not for him being arrested for whistleblowing uh, American war crimes. That is my nuanced hot take on Julian Assange. Yeah, so I can see where you're coming from. I think that, I mean, obviously, uh, exposing America's war crimes is, you know, something that people should do more often. And I have no problem with that. Obviously, the rape thing, not so good. And, yeah, Julian Assange should definitely be dealt with for the, in my opinion, the worst crime that a person can commit. Which is skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I thought you were building to a joke there. I thought you were going to say skateboarding or not taking care of cats. No, I'm not going to. No punchline for that? On that? Okay. No, no, no joke on that. If you ever get a chance, you should look up the, the short video of him skateboarding inside because he's terrible at it. He can't even, like, he can roll for, like, four inches and he falls off. <laughs> well, that's what he's practicing for, man. He can't really go anywhere. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, or shower really, for that matter. He, he doesn't apparently. have a lot of distance to travel over. So. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, uh, dude, dude was looking rough towards the uh, towards the end there. Who do you think will win in a fight, him or Edward Snowden? Oh, Edward Snowden for sure. Yeah, I, I take Snowden in that fight. <laughs> Snowden made it, made it to Russia. He's probably had more time to like, I don't know, at least like go outside and walk around so he could like build some muscle mass, <laughs> however slight it might be. But then again, Julian Assange has been trapped inside for years. He might have that fucking feral viciousness. That's true. It is funny how he decided to avoid going to prison by basically locking himself in one room for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably, in America, he probably would have gone to prison. He probably executed his ass for that. Um, yeah, that's true. They probably oh, or he would have gone to prison and mysteriously had been you know like murdered or poisoned by an inmate later. Yeah. Actually, we should note by the way that uh, a person we like a lot on the show, Chelsea Manning, is back in jail. Do you know this? No. She's back in jail in solitary confinement because she refused to, to co cooperate with the court and testify on some stuff. And so she is back in solitary confinement. Uh, free Chelsea. Yeah, free Chelsea. Damn, people are fucked up. No kidding, man. Marcus, any thoughts? Um, I'm just bad at names, so could you just do me a quick refresher and tell me who Chelsea Manning is? Um, she was a, a U.S. military whist, like leaker, whistleblower. She also uh, popped lid on some U.S. war crimes, and then went to prison for a long time until, like, in his last like day, Obama like commuted her sentence. Um, ah, okay. So I, then I, she I got out. Gotcha. And she's generally been pretty, uh, pretty cool. You know, made a couple of weird steps here and there, but I mean, hey, solidarity of people who expose America for what it really is. Speaking Indeed. of exposing America for what it really is, I've discovered a new, uh, I guess I shouldn't call it a phenomenon, but a new pretty fucked up behavior by police officers, and I just want to expose it real quick. Mm -hmm. um, just so if anybody out there has ever encountered a police officer or see someone encounter a police officer, if the police officer opens the hood of their car, it's because they're trying to block their dash cam. I've seen so, this. Yeah, if you see a, if you see some cops with their hoods raised, pull out your camera and start recording immediately. 
because they're probably going to do some fucked up shit because they don't want to get caught. Yeah, but don't they, don't they also have body cams for this some, exact some same do, reason? Some do, not all. And, those that, that do and have some body cams don't have audio. Sometimes. Yeah, they mysteriously, you know, oh, we couldn't, we didn't capture that day. It was weird. And then the audio doesn't work. And then there's all these other things that happen, so. You know, speaking yeah, of our I'll... boys in blue, I had something I want to talk about real quick about them. Mm-hmm. Y'all may have heard about this uh, police officer in Bossier City, Louisiana. By oh, my God. This guy. Terry Yetman has been indicted for um, 20 counts of fucking his police dog, 24 counts of filling himself fucking his police dog, and 31 counts of child pornography. And I just have... I don't want to make a joke out of this. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is, how does he have 24 counts of filming himself fucking his police dog and only 20 of him fucking his police dog? That's a good question. Marcus, any, uh, any answers? Shouldn't those, <laughs> shouldn't those it sounds equal? like they could only prove 20 of them. <laughs> But 24 are on film! <laughs> Those are the ones that are proven! Loopholes, I don't know. Law is weird. That is such a weird number. I'm thinking that maybe the camera shut off in like middle of a couple of these sessions and he had to turn it back on, creating a separate, distinct like video file or something. That's all I can think. But yeah, you, you look at this guy's face and oh my god. He is just... He just has this shit fucking look on his stupid fucking dog fucking face. My problem is they put the dog's face next to his and I feel bad for this fucking dog. Yeah, the dog... I'm not gonna say the dog looks like, oh my god I'm in despair, but he does, he looks like he's seen some shit and he is done. Yeah, for sure. And you can tell why because he's been fucked by a man whose dick is probably one inch long. And... Also on the topic of cops, I saw this incredible fucking story from the Tennessee Department of General Services um, where they have uh, supplied a sheriff with a mine-resistant ambush-protected vehicle, or MRAP, from the military for police use. Yeah, and if anybody can... If, if you're listening right now, you should look up this picture because there's there's two people in front of this uh, literal tank that says Green County Sheriff's Department and it's tall enough that both of these guys will be on each other's shoulders and they still wouldn't reach the top. It looks like if the fucking the, the Batmobile from the from like the, the new Batman movies, like the Batman begins or whatever. It looks like if two of those were fucking. That's what this thing looks yeah. like. It looked like it ate a Hummer. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. What does what does any police like department need this fucking thing for? Yeah, what the fuck is going on in Tennessee? Well like apparently they think they need this. Must be fucking intense, dude. Yeah, I thought Florida was bad, but, I mean, they've got literal fucking tanks. I mean, honestly, this picture that I'm looking at, it looks like hell. It looks like what hell looks like. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong, man. Oh, so yeah, cops. Can you imagine that, don't you know that every one of the guys who drives this thing, like, pops a boner immediately and just jerks himself while they drive? I got to. (laughs) Don't you know that's, like, literally exactly what happens? Oh, man. I mean, if you put me behind the, the controls of a tank, I'd probably have a little bit of a, a, a rush of blood to my, my penis. But that's because it would be cool to drive a tank. Like, I don't want to kill anybody with it. I just want to drive a tank. Are mines a big problem in Tennessee? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what are they worried about? What is going on in uh, Green County, Tennessee, where they, they're like... Like, I want to see reports where their car, the, the police cars have been destroyed by mines. <laughs> like I knew a guy no. who who drove one of these in Iraq, and he was like, "Yeah, it's basically a, a faster like tank, and it like is there to shrug off mines." I feel like a police officer just kind of like hit the curb one day. It was just like, "Oh man, now I need a new car." It was like, "You know what? Let me see if I can get the freaking anti mine tank." And by curb, you mean unarmed black man? <laughs> oh god! Um, a kid probably threw an M80 at his car. He thought he was in the middle of fucking Fallujah. Yeah. I was like, we need a goddamn, we need a tank out here, boys. It's getting dangerous. Oh, well, yeah, I just can't imagine. I mean, I'm, 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 I don't, I'm gonna keep harping on this. I just, I, just the, the fucking amount of orgasms these guys have, but just by looking at this thing, you can tell. And it's, it's terrifying that this is something that's happening. Because if it's happening in Greene County, Tennessee, how long before it's happening in 
Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like that fucking thing where the... We talked about this like a year or so ago where the guy, his house was destroyed by police officers trying to catch a shoplifter. And they fired 40 millimeter grenades into his house and blew the goddamn walls off of it. Why do they have a grenade launcher? Yeah, why does police officers need a grenade launcher? Did, did they at least like pay for the damages? They paid him $8,000. For blowing his freaking wall off? Every wall in his house was gone, Marcus. Yes. His whole house was absolutely destroyed. Wow. Well, it's the same thing as when when Ferguson happened, and you saw those, like, they had literal tanks out in the street with, like, like snipers on top of them. And you're like, what does a local police force fucking in, in St. Louis need this for? And I'll tell you what. I, I, I have a reason why, for you why it is, guys. All right. You want to know? Let's hear it. Because climate change is coming. And do you know... Who is at the forefront of fighting climate change on behalf, or fighting against us when it comes to climate change for the rich? The police. Brace yourselves, the Pinkertons. Hmm. Do y'all remember the Pinkertons from history class? Very little. Yeah, not at all. Very little. The Pinkertons were a, pol- a private police force, private detective agency that. Uh, was well known for two big things in American history. They, they they tracked down outlaws in the Old West, and they killed a lot of labor activists uh, and mining strikes, and maintained order for the U.S. government uh, when when uh, strikers were, were attacking stuff. Well, probably, sorry, not attacking stuff, defending themselves. So Pinkertons are over 150 years old, and they are still around, guys. I thought these guys were long gone, but they are not. Like they still, like they're still around. Yeah. The fuck? They've they rebranded themselves many times over over a century and a half, and in nineteen ninety nine they were bought by a foreign security agency called Securitas AB, and they're still around though, and their new thing they're doing is climate catastrophe executive services. You want to know what that entails? Uh, tell me. All right. So here's the story. This is from the this is from the New York Times. A guy named Noah Gallagher Shannon spent some time with the Pinkertons learning about this. He says right here, uh, quote, The Pinkertons wanted me to picture myself in a scene of absolute devastation. A hurricane just wipes out everything. You need to get feed your children. Andres Paz Larac said, The power grid is down. Shipments of food are cut off. The water is no longer potable. How do you get what you need to survive? What risks do you take? And he goes on down here and it says, you're going to turn to desperate measures, he said. Everybody will. Now, he's talking about us, right? Like, normal people like, like you, me, and Marcus. Yeah. But they're not there to protect us. They're there to protect their rich clients. And this comes from, uh, let's see here. What's this fucking guy's name? Um, Rakov, uh, who is a PR. Uh, Paul Rakov, a PR person with uh, Pinkertons, who says right here, if a client has food and water and all the other stuff, then they become a target. And if and if and when desperate people discover that cache of water and food, it was their job to protect them at whatever cost. Yeah, so this is something I've been telling people. I didn't know Pinkertons were still around, but I did. Um, I've been telling people for a long time that anytime I try to talk to somebody about my political beliefs and how I think that you know the rich are going to try and eat us one day and we should eat them first. I, they're always like, oh, well, I mean, what are they going to do? They're just going to live comfortably no matter what. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, eventually one day they're, they're going to see a lot more private military organizations, private police forces that are, you know, just for these, these you know, millionaire, billionaire types that are going to be employed only to keep us from getting what they have. Yeah, pretty much. And it says right here that Oh, my God. It says uh, they're, they're, they're talking to executives about how to deal with the idea of climate change and climate catastrophe and generally just disasters and, and how to get them out of there. And it says that they had corporate clients who were asking for lessons in tactical skills like evasive driving and extraction for, from disaster zones, both for themselves and some, sometimes hundreds or more of their employees. Damn. And so they took this guy out for some target practice. And it says right here they practiced um, uh, quick draw, 
accuracy competitions, timed reloading under pressure. They shot 9mm pistols and Israeli assault rifles. You know, no surprise there. Um, but yeah, it's like these guys dress like in black suits and they carry fucking guns and their job is to protect rich people from us, essentially. Yeah. Hey, we're going to see more and more of this and... Um... In all honesty, once once that happens, the only way we're ever gonna defeat the millionaires is if we get these the private military and private police guys to realize they're also being fought by this system. Or we just um, kill them. Well, yeah, but they're gonna be you know they're gonna be more heavily armed. So I'm just saying yeah. we might need, might, might need a couple of them on our side just to have some resources. I just want to point yeah, out that it's been 20 years, and the greatest military force the world has ever seen has not been able to defeat some guys hiding out in caves in a godforsaken wasteland on the other side of the planet. They could not handle this giant expanse of land and us, like, running around in the backwoods. You know, it's just not possible. But it's beside the point. We're, 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 I'm with you. We, we need to convince more people that they're on our, we're, we're in the same basket, right? But it says right here that according to the World Bank, by 2050, some 140 million people may be displaced by sea level rise and extreme weather, driving escalations in, in crime, political unrest, and resource conflict. Even if the most conservative predictions about our f f climate future prove overstated, a 1.5 degree Celsius rise in temperature during the next century will almost certainly provoke chaos in what experts call climate change's threat multiplier. Displacement begets desperation begets disorder. And it says right here, reading these projections from the relative comforts of the C-suite, it was, wasn't difficult to see why a company might consider enhancing its security protocols. So they just know it's coming. Yeah, that's, uh... That's terrifying. Like, here's the thing. People are getting ready for climate change, but it's rich people and not us. Oh yeah, I mean they're they're already ready. They've they've got it covered. They'll all just move to some sanctum in Antarctica whenever they want. Yeah, they've got the time, money, and resources. So, I mean, it kind of ties into an article I was reading a while back about like rich people trying to build doomsday bunkers to survive the apocalypse. And one of their big questions was, how do I keep my guards loyal to me when this all when this all ends? And the writer, who was himself a security consultant, basically said he just scammed them and wouldn't tell them the truth, which is that you're not. They're going to kill you and take your stuff as soon as shit hits the fan. Like, it's just not going to go down that way. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so they're like, well, how can I get robots to protect me? I want robot <laughs> protectors. Because it's just like, there's no way out of it for them, essentially. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Pinkertons don't just, like, send armed guards around and stuff like that. They also provide a full fucking entire suite of things like logistical management, supply chain monitoring, damage documentation for, like, insurance purposes. So, like, they can put out a fucking helicopter full of armed guards to Guatemala in the afternoon, but they can also track your fucking risk assessment out to, like, certain amounts of like, years with, like, climate uh, damage, like, fucking uh, included in there. That's fucked up. Um, it's uh, I'm gonna s just to put a little bow on this. I'm gonna paraphrase the television show Futurama when I say, "Why doesn't the proletariat, the largest of the classes, just simply eat the others?" <laughs> and that's kind of what we have to do. Yeah, I will say one other thing. Though the wildest part of this whole article to me is <clears throat> doesn't have to do with us, like them fighting us. It's the fact that they brag they have 80% of the 1,000 Fortune 1,000 companies or whatever. They have people in their companies reporting data back to Pinkerton. Oh, shit. They have like, people who were hired in and just seem like normal employees but are gathering data for the Pinkertons. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? That's fucked. So yeah, this is a big article in the New York Times. I recommend anybody who's curious about what the future is going to look like when it comes to climate change, go read this shit because it it just gets worse and worse with every passing fucking paragraph. Oh, just just depending on his work here. Yeah, that's one of those things I've I've mentioned it before is that you know we've got all this 
we've got all these class issues, race issues, gender issues, all this stuff that is important and we should deal with. But the funniest thing about it is like we're we're fighting and there is this looming threat that we we have little to no control over at this point that we're not even that is that will take us no matter who wins in the end. It'll, it's just going to take us away. And we don't worry about it. We just we keep having our little fights about walls and all this other stuff, like all the stuff that comes up in politics. We fight about that stuff, whereas we should probably be working together to fight the planet. <laughs> oh man, I thought this was going towards a, a corporate kind of level. <laughs> Get no. the one percent. <laughs> I mean, I mean we, we should do that. Obviously. Well, think about it. We, we know this, that, sev- that uh, what is it, 70% of all carbon emissions in the world come from 100 corporations. Yes. So the fight to save the planet is a fight against the wealthy. It's true. Yeah, like, it's funny how like all these commercials are like, oh, you should you know use less plastic bags. That's going to fix the ozone layer. When in reality, it's, you know, <laughs> companies like all the pharmaceutical companies and like all these big defense companies that use all the, all these chemicals and all this industrial waste and just pollute everything in the world and don't care about it. Yeah, I mean, I will note, by the way, we did manage to save the ozone layer. We fixed that fucking hole. Like, we, did, we did yeah, that. We, that's one of our only victories so far against Mother Nature. <laughs> well, a problem we started, by the way. Like, it was our well, hairspray I mean, yeah. and Freon that did it. <laughs> I, mean, sure. I think we just, we just need to learn to better collaborate with Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's our Ah, I see Marcus is an anarcho-primitivist. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I love trees. Trees help me breathe. This is a, this is a good symbiotic kind of thing. <laughs> hey, Marcus, as an artist, what's your favorite tree? Hmm... I'm gonna have to go with crap. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> That's an interesting tree. Where, where's that grow at? Um, somewhere in Georgia. <laughs> it's, you know, it's that it's that weird. It's like a thick tree, and it's got those like sturdy ass leaves. Thick and sturdy. They're really thick. <laughs> thick with sturdy leaves. Sounds like yeah. a tree to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The best tree is a cypress tree. End of story. Yeah, yeah but a l- little bit back on track. The uh, what's even crazier than this whole environmental issue we're going through is that Netflix made a freaking show called Russian oh Doll, and it's not about Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm going to right. drive up there, what and I'm going thinking? to kill you. It was right there. They had it. They had the bullet in the chamber. It could have made such a great show. Oh my god! A relevant title. <laughs> I'm never ready away for it. I know it's day. coming, and I'm never ready. I thought that Seth had a relevant thing to say. Uh, I thought he's gonna don't blow ever, don't lights. ever think that. <laughs> oh my god! So Seth, what's happening in your world? Anything you want to bring to the table this week for the, the podcast? Um, let's see. No. <laughs> um, yeah, basketball is into the postseason, so, you know, just games are happening. No, nobody's really moved on yet because you still got to play, you know, a whole series. So, yeah, basketball's, uh, you know, it's it's more exciting now because games are more competitive, but no, no big storylines. Um, uh, Space Jam 2 is going to start filming pretty soon with LeBron James and, and the, the Wait, role. what? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they're making Space Jam 2 with LeBron James. So it's oh gonna my. be a... You mean LeBron James? Yes, I do mean LeBron James. The... Um, <laughs> yes. So that's, that's I believe it's actually cool. LeJohn Brames. <laughs> that's a great that's a great office reference. Points. Um, I thought it was uh, the league. No, that was the office. That's when Daryl is wor- uh, working out in Dwight's gym. And he's like, do you want to look like LeBron James? And he's like, and Daryl's like, it's LeJohn Brave. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, nothing from my world. Um, esports is dead. League of Legends sucks. I'm never going to watch it again. Holy so, shit. Yeah. Why were you watching it in the first place? Well, first of all, I still love League of Legends. I'm going to watch it forever, so fuck you, Marcus. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
my team, Cloud9, they've disappointed me for the fifth straight year. Oh no! And, um, I'm still trying, I'm just gonna try and <laughs> hold on to them for as long as possible. Um, uh, but yeah, League, League of Legends is dead. Um, that's alright, there will always be Dota. And Dota Heroes of the sucks. Storm. Oh my god. <laughs> Dota, Dota, Dota makes no fucking you. sense. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm watching it, and they're like, oh man, this guy's Enigma pumps are gonna lose wheat factories if he doesn't play his dark, mysterious whirlpool card. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this stupid-ass game? I, I don't understand it at all. I played one round of it, and there was like, like, League has micromanagement, but Dota is micromanagement. It's like every single part of that game is something completely micromanageable. And it's just, it's a fucking headache. Fuck. It's so a, funny, because that's what people, some people want from their game. Official stance of Seth from the Millennials podcast is Dota 2 sucks. Yeah, I'm going to say I've never played it, but Dota 2 is boring to watch. Yeah, Dota 2 can fucking lick my ass. Oh, man. What well, do you think about, Marcus, what do you think about Dota? Uh, I've played it one time, and I was. I told myself I have spent too much time learning League of Legends to do it all again. Yeah, so I, I never you. even gave I it a chance. Um, I saw Aquaman recently. Oh yes, I'm gonna watch this. I've finally decided that I will watch this movie, even though I am against all DC movies. Aquaman. Well, I've seen the movie, and Seth hasn't. <laughs> so, Marcus, you've seen it, right? I have. Let me ask you a question. Okay. We're watching Aquaman, and the first thing that happens in the movie, well, the first thing that happens in the movie, the first, like, act of King Orm or whatever is to throw all of humanity's garbage and warships onto, this, onto the shore. How are you not yeah. just like, this guy's the good guy? Like, what's, what are you, how is he bad? Yeah, I was like, oh, hell yeah, he's totally right. <laughs> like, take your garbage like, back. My bad, you know what, you know, I didn't put the warship there, but, you know, that Coke can... That Coke can's definitely mine. <laughs> Isn't this like a new phenomenon with comic book movies is that we're kind of rooting for the villains now? They have yeah. a lot of like, good points. Yeah, like yeah, you just said about Aquaman, Killmonger yeah. from Black Panther, Thanos from Infinity War. People are more and more getting on the sides of the villains here. Yeah. Well, Thanos fucking sucks, but... I mean, like... But it's, it, a, it's a fun meme to be like, oh, true. Thanos wasn't wrong. Thanos wasn't wrong. But, like, okay, the, the guy from fucking uh, Captain America fucking Civil War, like, he accurately saw that the fucking Avengers, like, killed his family and all that kind of shit. Like, Tony Stark created Ultron and, like, killed all those people. So, like, he's a bad dude, but he gets it. Uh, Iron Man 2's villain was like, Stark fucked me over in the past. Like, his dad fucked over my dad, and I won't want, want mine. It's like, yeah. a bunch of these villains kind of have a point. Like, this is yeah, how it is. The villain in Thor the Dark World. Oh, wait, no one remembers that movie. Oh, I remember his name, Malekith? <laughs> so. Okay, I mean, yes, I do remember that he was like a fucking dark elf or something. So. Literally a dark elf, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what um, his point was. But yeah, I think we're, uh, I think it's kind of, um, kind of telling of the times we're in that we're rooting more and more for the villains. And I'm, I'm excited to root for the villain in Aquaman. Anything that makes, anything that keeps Jason Momoa from being any more famous than he already is, I'll, I'll be excited for. <laughs> you know which villain actually had a really good, uh, uh, actually very bad, I didn't like them, was Hela from fucking uh, Thor Ragnarok. Because she wanted to like glorify fucking Asgard's colonial past. Yeah. And well, to be fair, she was like raised on that and like all that colonization is what got what was it? Asgard to what it was at the day. Yeah. So, and she got she her fucking totally ass kicked for it too. <laughs> and she, hey, she, she did a, a fair bit of ass kicking though. We that's gotta true. give it to her. Well, the, um, the big fire guy took care of it, so that's all we need. Yeah. Um, but no, like, so Aquaman. The thing is, is that King Orm uh, declared war on the surface world. Which, I mean, yeah, fair, fair fucking play, right? We did so much shit to the to the, the sea that we kind of had it coming at some point. But my yeah. biggest issue with the film was that I didn't give a shit about Aquaman. You know who I cared about was Black Manta, and I'll tell you why. Black Manta had is the most interesting character that DC has ever created. <laughs> Him and his dad run this multi generational techno African American techno pirate business, and his grandfather was like a frogman in World War Two, whose country like turned their back on him after the war, so he became a pirate king. I want to know more about this guy. 
Yeah, like, Black Manta, like, oh my god. Black Manta, you're getting me tongue-tied. Black Manta in the comics is so awesome. Black Manta in the movie is garbage. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? Oh my god, the, the whole scenario with, like, his dad and, like, when they were fighting Aquaman, and he's like... Like, it, it finally beat his dad. Aquaman beat his dad. And Aquaman's walking away. And then he... What did he do? He, like, shot a missile to, like, drop it on him. And Aquaman was like... He, he lightly dodged out the way. And it's, like, crushing his dad now. I'm like, sure. Aquaman definitely could have been like, okay. Pff, save your dad. And you're like, hey, don't do that again, guys. You're, chill out. But no. I feel like, I feel like Black Manta is just... <sighs> he could be a lot better, but in the movie, I feel like he's portrayed as an angry child. How do you know the scene where he takes all that Atlantean tech and tears it apart and creates a new suit? Well, like, I mean, yeah, that was cool. Like, rock music plays in the background. like, And he had the coolest fight scene in the movie, too. True. Like, that last fight scene between Aquaman and Orm, where it's just them with tridents fucking, like, fl- flipping around and shit. Splashing. That was boring as fuck. <laughs> I didn't care about that. But the, the running battle through, like, Sicily between Black Manta and Aquaman, that was fun as shit to watch. Bring back Black Manta is all I'm saying. Guys, I just thought of a great idea. What's that? We should do something that no one's ever done before. <laughs> okay. We should make a podcast where we review movies. <laughs> Seth, it's that genius coming out again. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we can get it on a new market. No one's ever done that before. God damn, Seth. I know. Uh, but but what would we call it? Oh, uh, what is a good name for um, a movie podcast? Why don't we call it like uh, like something like Siskel and Ebert reviews or something? You know, we could review we could review like bad movies. We're not sure how they got made. We can call how did this get made. Yeah, or if like we really hate the movies, we could like be like we hate movies, or like they could be like movies that didn't do very well. We could call it the Flop House because they flopped. Yes, and we live in a house. <laughs> we, we would have to, we would all have to live in a house together for this to work. out. That is true. Oh, that, um, that can be arranged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, no, I'm telling you, we we could do bonus episodes where we where we review movies if we saw more bonus episodes are. Let's go see Shazam. Let's review Shazam. Um, I, might, I might go see Shazam. It actually looks perhaps. like it might be fun. Uh, you know what I've heard about Hellboy, though? Not good? I've heard Hellboy is just boring, which is, that's the worst thing to be. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate. Like a bad movie, I guess they'll be entertained by it being bad, but if it's just boring, like, that's 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 the thing that turns me off most, if people are like, a movie is boring. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. What's the, what's the audience score, though? 63%. So, average there, right? Yeah. Not mm. great, but Mm-mm. passable. That is too I'm bad. still wondering why Ron Perlman wasn't a part of this Hellboy movie. Like, why, did, why wouldn't they give us a third one? And he was old when he started. I don't know, man. He's I'm pretty sure less... Ron Perlman came out of the womb old. Yeah, has Ron Perlman <laughs> ever been young? I, I, exactly. I mean, lo- logically speaking, yes, but <laughs> no, I'm with Marcus. I don't think he was ever young. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Seth. He could be a real life Benjamin Button, I guess. Yeah. Except he only ever ages forward, but he just started old. <laughs> He's getting older. Another another great uh Michael Scott quote. I feel like I'm Benjamin Button in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um but you yeah, Ron Perlman, shout out to that man. Great actor. And he's part of the actors who are um, not not working in Atlanta for the, the boycott. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. You want to tell us about it? Oh. No, because I forgot what they're boycotting over. The heartbeat bill. Yes, the abortion thing. How oh, Georgia's like people can't get abortions anymore because we suck. Yeah, pretty much. And wow. Yeah, there's that, and also I guess some other uh, inside Hollywood news here is that the Writers Guild of America is getting prepared for a pretty a pretty big implosion of everything. A strike, or, or are they falling apart? Uh, I don't know if they're falling. They're basically well, the Writers Guild isn't falling apart, but they they put out or they for the past like month or so. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the exact like dispute is over because it's like very like about percentages and like credit and stuff. 
but um, writers have been increasingly increasingly unhappy with um, the representation and the way they're being treated among production companies. So the WGA put out a um, an open letter the other night telling every every writer to fire their agent that night um, because they don't like apparently the agents aren't looking out for the writers anymore and are on the sides of the studios. Wow. So yeah, uh, some big stuff's gonna be going. Might have another uh, writer strike on our hand pretty soon, or just a bunch of oh freelance writers who are just writing whatever they want. I feel bad. We should have. We should talk about the Georgia heartbeat bill because that's our thing, right? Like we're from Georgia. That's we, true. I will give a shout out to a millennials listener who said they're glad we're not from Brooklyn. And guess what? Us too, buddy. <laughs> yeah, fuck Brooklyn. Fuck Brooklyn. Fuck New York City. Yes. You goddamn urban pieces of shit. Yeah, we got problems too, buddy. Out here in the fucking in the in the country, we're the true soul of proletariat. We actually got to work out here. Unlike you city yeah. folks with your soft hands. But yeah, give us give a rundown of the heartbeat bill. I mean, all I know is it's a bill in Georgia that was passed that like limits abortion to like a very small not like Something like, 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 I think it's like 12 or 13 weeks, something like that. Like, when a fetus can first, like, its heartbeat can be detected or whatever. And, I mean, a lot of people don't even know they're pregnant by that time, right? You're not even, like, seeing any real physical signs. So, it's pretty bad for people who have the possibility of getting pregnant in Georgia if you one day find out that you can't uh, get an abortion and if you might need one, right? Like, because you can't take care of a, of a kid and being pregnant in georgia is already a pretty bad thing because as we discussed earlier the OBGYNs are few and far between in uh counties in georgia mm-hmm. so yeah we're just uh georgia's just trying to make things harder and harder for the citizens and people who are just uh you know trying to live their lives it's hard and it's another thing that stems from capitalism is a, a lot of the one of the reasons people are getting so many more abortions is because they can't fucking afford kids yeah. So and so abortions are very important for that reason because, I mean, if you're if you're having a kid born by a person who like can't pay for them, then you're just putting the kid and the parent in a bad scenario. Yeah, I mean, four hundred dollars for an abortion and you're done, right? Like, yeah, you're out. But a kid is like tens of thousands of dollars over two decades, basically, to take care of them. So, a lot of folks just can't afford it. You know, this is how it yeah. is. So yeah, um, <coughs> fuck Georgia and uh, salutes to the actors who are deciding not to film in Georgia. I know only two I know off the top of my head are Ron Perlman and Alyssa Milano. Sadly, they aren't two actors who are getting a lot of work right now. But hey, it's a start. Yeah, that's true. And Alyssa Milano is uh, one of those like crazy anti-Bernie people too. So that's yeah, a- I guess she's got a, a, a wide breadth of politics there. <laughs> Oh, by the way, y'all want to hear something that will surprise you? Not at all. Let me hear it. Oh, yeah. Millennials are hurt most by the middle class squeeze. No way. (laughs) Who could have seen this coming? Yeah. It says right here that um, after World War II, 70% of baby boomers that were born uh, were part of the middle class in their 20s. For millennials, that has fallen to 60%. But also, what what constitutes middle class these days? That is seventy five to two hundred percent of the median national income. Yeah, but what I'm, I mean, what I'm saying is because of an inflation and cost of living being so expensive, what middle class was back then to now is way different. Oh yeah, yeah, because like uh, wages have stagnated since the fucking four, since the seventies. So of course we're we're not going to be um, whereas profits have skyrocketed. Oh, productivity is through the roof. Profits are, are well. Profits are the, the rate of profit is declining, but profits are well, yeah, through the roof. But that's just how it is. Yeah, and so, but yeah, we've seen a ten percent reduction in number of people who can make it to the middle class. Um, and like like you said, middle class even is isn't even as good as it used to be. Yeah, and it says right here that <laughs> it says that a, a, a middle class is um, like the bedrock of a society. That you gotta have a middle class to like to like get by because the economy will collapse without it. And it's like, yeah, under capitalism, of course. Yeah, exactly. And our um our middle class is dying slowly or faster and faster every year. 
That is true. Marcus, how you feel? You feel like you're middle class? Um, I like to think I'm middle class, but I know I'm not. <laughs> well, the median uh, income in America is, I believe, $55,000. So you're making 75% of that? No. Then you are not middle class, my friend. I told you. I knew it. You are lower class. I know. I'll say on the podcast, I don't give a fuck. I make uh, $26,000 a year. Um, that's, be- that's before all my insurance and my taxes and everything comes out. So I am not even... I'm like, I'm like half of what the fucking median income is. Yeah, I have a friend who's, who's 30 and bought a house. And I'm like, what... What sorcerer did you visit when you were a baby <laughs> to have this kind of fortune in your life? That is true. But the question is, will they actually like be able to pull it off? I mean, I guess I mean if you you know if you keep your current at least somewhere around the current income for foreseeable future then yeah, but I mean, hey, I don't even think we're going to be fucking having mortgages in about 5 to 10 years cuz we're going to burn this shit down. Hopefully so. <sighs> Hopefully fucking so. Um, well, let's see, y'all. Anything else we want to talk about? Any more... Uh... Any more happenings in the week? I mean, if we if you guys want to do another hour or two, we can talk about The Phantom Menace. <laughs> We're not going to discuss The Phantom Menace. We'll do a, we'll, we've, we've already done our Star Wars episodes. They were not... No one liked them. No one listened to them. <laughs> I, I mean, I know I keep harping on this, but no one liked them. Have you seen that guy on Twitter who like brags that he has not seen Star Wars and how much he fucks because of it? Wait, he, he's getting sex because he hasn't he seen Star tells Wars. Tells he hasn't seen Star Wars, and they're like, well, "Instantly, that's all, I, that's all I want." Instantly on his well, dick. Damn. He like he's like posing next to a fucking Bentley at a dealership and saying that he's got millions <laughs> of dollars in the bank because he never watched Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I love people who like brag about. Um, not having watched Game of Thrones, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, I've never watched an episode. I'm I'm in like the one percent of the population who's never watched it." Yeah, I don't give a fuck. It, that's not You're that can't out. be your personality. <laughs> it's like, listen, there are folks who make Game of Thrones their personality. There are folks making not watching Game of Thrones their personality. They're both stupid. Just watch whatever you want to watch. <laughs> do whatever you do, and just just like, don't make it like a huge thing. This is like last week talking about people who get like their entire personality bound up in Dark Souls and how that's why they hate easy modes in games. Like, who gives a shit? Why are you so proud of this? Yeah, it's like, hey, if you want to play Dark Souls on the hardest difficulty and get all the trophies, go ahead. But, you know, sometimes I want to play Guitar Hero on medium. Yeah. Just so I can rock out. (laughs) You know? And still fail. Hey, come on. Come on. No, I was talking about myself, but you know, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're with with me. Oh, you're bad. You're bad at guitar hero. <laughs> I played like yesterday at David Buster's, and I was garbage. <laughs> wow, what is your life, Marcus? David Buster's. Hey, hey, it's been a long time. Leave me alone. I like how Marcus puts the emphasis on Buster's and Seth puts it on Dave. Really contrasts <laughs> so, your two different worldviews. <laughs> when we work together, <laughs> there, there is nothing we can't emphasize. <laughs> When I first met Marcus, he was playing Guitar Hero. Wow. Doing it terribly, because he was staring down another man across the room who was also playing Guitar Hero against him. Trying to psych him out. When I first met Marcus, he was in a deep slumber. (laughs) How did you meet me if I... Well, the first time I I saw you, you were in a deep slumber. (laughs) Which is generally how most folks meet Marcus, to be honest. That's the first time I meet him. He's sleeping somewhere. Oh, God. Yeah. He didn't wake up for about seven hours after that. Which, to be honest, that's the best first impression you can make. Because you can't fuck it up. That's true. (laughs) You can't be blamed for how you wake up, you know? No. Uh, You are innocent in that scenario, Marcus. You you figured it out, man. Sleep your way into every first encounter. Uh, You know, they say sleep your way to the top, baby. (laughs) Oh, God. I can't. Which is definitely the Marcus' strategy as hard as I've seen so far. That has been Marcus' strategy. He sleeps so much. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so he's got it figured out, and we're, we're just flailing around That's here. That's true. We're fucking idiots. Marcus is laughing yeah, at man. us when the when the mics get turned off. 
That's right. Marcus like next. He's like he's what's that? What's that mean? He's up in uh, thirty nineteen or whatever. Yeah, he's living in the thirty first century. But you know what? I do think we're kind of out of things to talk about for yeah. right now. Uh, I think we're good. So let's see here. Um, this has been the Lenios Podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter at Life of Seth. Um, I'm uh, Marcus. You can find me on Instagram, Mr. Beaches. Nice. Our art was done by Marcus Barkley. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, so you can listen to his episodes. He also has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they, uh, they're they both into wrestling and they're from the South. And I'm sure they have some hot takes about the Sasha Banks scenario. So go check them out. Oh, what's happening there? Just uh, over the weekend, Over the weekend, she, uh, according to rumors, asked for a release from the WWE. Oh, shit. Because... Because they um they took she she's in a ta- she had the women's tag team titles along with a wrestler named Bailey, and they they had them and they're like they're like super fan favorites like everyone loves Sasha and Bailey, and then like the WWE just wrote a storyline where they lost their titles like the next week or something and then she thought that it was unfair so she's thinking about leaving the WWE. Interesting. Um. All right. Well, you can leave a horse to water, but you can't make it get under it. Fuck. Kevin Durant, Tom Brady, and the film First Reformed. Marcus? Oh, uh, d- uh dang this thing. Um, fuck. <laughs> Just keep it going, keep it going. Alright, uh, we've stopped <laughs> trying to solve our problems, we're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Illinois Podcast, baby. Out. Out. Peace. <laughs>